0: Good morning to all of our favorite dairy industry professionals. We're back with another episode of Let's Chat Markets and let's just get right into it. Lucas, we've got the food box contractor announcement this week. I think that was one of the bigger events that occurred. Can you break it down for us?
1: Absolutely. We were eagerly awaiting this announcement from USDA that came on Tuesday the 19th, that USDA showed us exactly where they're going to spend some of this initial money from the round five of the Farmers to Families Food Box program. On its surface, it looked immediately bearish as it was just about a quarter of the money that we were expecting to be spent during this entire round. But upon digging a little deeper, High Ground has learned that it's just the beginning and the first of what will be more to come announcements on exactly who gets money from this program. There were 11.1 million boxes that are expected to be contracted at around $32 per box. That cost per box is a little bit lower than what we saw in the last round. So it's a little tough to uh, fully understand how all the produce, meat, dairy, can be procured and how these vendors can account for freight and a little bit of profit in there but we will see how this rolls out the smaller than expected announcement though that was just a piece of this round did cause uh limit down futures i think both on um overnight session on tuesday night and again into wednesday as the draw on cheese was not going to be as large as expected so Yet another uh, wild card. We will eagerly await more announcements on funding in this round. I think, though, an important thing to consider is we now have a new president and we are expecting Secretary Vilsack to be confirmed by the Senate, so they could take a little bit of a different approach in terms of exactly how they want to spend this money versus what the Trump administration was doing. So. Again, just a kind of a, a continuation of this difficult-to-predict program that we've been watching over the past several months.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. So slightly bearish indication for U.S. market with that information. And of course, still waiting to get some more clarity as usual, but we saw global price indices keep rocketing higher. Um, That was really reflected on this week's global dairy trade event. Wow, that skim milk powder value shot up alongside a stronger than expected fat increase as well. It was really interesting that China was a strong buyer, but on less participation.
1: Yeah, that GDT event was quite something. I think probably the fourth in a row that has been quite bullish in terms of, powder and fats that just continue to keep increasing. Yeah, Alyssa, your point there. We saw China drive a lot of this value increase at the event on Tuesday, but Notably, fewer buyers overall. So I think that tells us here at High Ground that there is still incredible demand in China as they keep procuring product and building inventories, but it's kind of the the stronger buyers and the end users with a little bit more cash that are muscling out some of the other buyers who would typically be procuring at the event Overall, though, um, whole milk powder kind of within expectations. Fonterra C2, slightly below NZX expectations. But again, on skim milk, AMF especially, and butter, just continue to see those price increases. I think it speaks somewhat as well to that lower November milk solids number from New Zealand. And then, Alyssa, as you have noted in a variety of our research, some um, more muted expectations for December into January as well. We also got Chinese import data this week from uh, looking at those December numbers that kind of just confirms exactly what we've seen on GDT in the recent auctions, much lower both whole milk and skim milk powder flowing from New Zealand into China, really stimulating the need for China to buy at GDT. The trend continuing though on dry way. China purchasing quite a bit of product from the US and keeping US exports strong there. And of course, dryway values now at more than two year highs. So interesting on the global front, especially when we compare that to food box data domestically this week.
0: Oh, the disparity. <laughs> Domestic food inflation in China is definitely you know, playing a role, and we've been discussing that for a long time, and that's been combined with strong Chinese demand, which in Q4, looking at October, November, December, of course, was the strongest quarter on record for Chinese dairy imports, not to mention, despite the turmoil between Australia and China, dairy trade between those two nations also reached an all-time high in Q4. So despite this desire for the Chinese government to tell domestic buyers to stay away from Australian goods, given the current trade war, the demand just continues to outpace supplies overall, which is supporting global prices. To read our in-depth analysis on this week's global dairy trade event, as well as Chinese demand, just send us an email at info at highgrounddairy.com. And we would love to set up